Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. They talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, and with me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punta Cana. Then now, then now, and oh my god. A little out of practice? I guess so. I haven't said it in a while. It is it is kind of intimidating to be next to me. Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then, now, forever. C.K. and Joe Rottermill. I said we had a new nickname earlier. Now I forget what it All was. Systems, All Systems All Joe. Systems Joe. Joe. <laughs> 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 we have Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Igina. Hello, and, hello. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Ugh, Sixers lost by three to the Nets. Um, no surprise. No. Kind of impressive, I, though, because they were down by, like, 10 with a minute and 20 left. Yeah, a valiant effort to close it, to close the gap at the end of the game. But luckily, at the very least, Spencer Dinwiddie had a huge game, and I have him in fantasy Spencer basketball. Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have TLC coming up this Sunday. Yes. We're not going to lead off with that because there's some other stuff I'd like to discuss. But real quick... How much is everyone looking forward to TLC, if at all? What's I'm the, not. What's the scale? I would say 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest. So 10, you cannot wait. 10, it's like you're 7 years old and it's Christmas Eve. I'd be surprised if we went any 10s. I mean, for me, I'd probably go 5. A 5. So you're like, could take it or leave it, really. Yeah, I could miss it and not really worry about it, but I do want to see some matches, so... All right, Prep, 1 to 10. A level of anticipation and excitement for TLC 2018. So there's like 14 matches, and I want to see two, so I'm <laughs> going to go two. Okay. Alo? Uh, I'm going to go three because there's only three matches I care about. I care about the women's TLC match and um, the IC title match and – the mixed match challenge finals because I can't wait for R Truth and Carmelo to win, and R <laughs> and either R Truth says I'm so happy that we're going to be the number one entrance in the Royal mm-hmm. Rumble, or at the Rumble he gets number thirty but comes out as number one. <laughs> It'll be something like that. Yeah, yeah. Those are well, only three matches I'm excited for because I, I don't I don't care. It, it was hard for me to watch this week again. It was better than last week, but just, the interest level is just so low. Yeah, I I kind of want to just say a zero just to be funny, but there are a couple matches that I have some interest in seeing. The show as a whole, I could do without. Um, but yeah, I, I assume pretty you're, much... You're, you're not a fan of the whole gimmick pay-per-views as it is. I'm not. I mean, Extreme Rules is the one that really like you gets said, my goat. You said it a couple times that you just kind of want specialty matches or kind of... You can't you can't do what you used to do, and yeah. because you're, they're scheduled, it's yeah, like you don't necessarily have yeah you don't necessarily have a reason to do these types of matches. You just do it because you have to, which is the the last reason you should really be doing anything because you have to. 
Um, so three out of the four of us attended House of Hardcore on Saturday. <laughs> I attended a Christmas party. Yes, in Lancaster, PA, the that, HERS that Christmas party. A lot of horse and buggies. Was there. Plus there was a Santa stumble going on outside afterwards. And What is a Santa stumble, like a bunch of drunk Santas? A bunch of drunk people wearing probably the most ridiculous Santa get um, Christmas outfits they could possibly find. Were you one did of you, them? Did you well, win? <laughs> well, I wasn't involved in the Santa stumble, but after our Christmas party, I made it out to participate in the Santa stumble. So okay. I wasn't dressed to the nines, but but you did your part. I did intoxicate a lot. You, uh, yeah, you, um, you obliged. I definitely obliged. Okay. Um, so. As everyone who listens to this podcast knows, my like feelings about pro wrestling have been walking a real tightrope for a while. And I think I fell off the tightrope on Saturday. <laughs> um, I just cannot and I'm I'm going to say this. It because I don't like when people talk about like Philadelphia sports fans in a certain way because it's like a minority of the group um, but that minority of wrestling fans, I just, I don't want to be around them anymore. I don't want them to have any part in my life. I don't want to see them. I don't want to hear them. I don't want to get stuck talking to them. I don't want to be anywhere where they exist. Uh, <laughs> Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd almost got in a fight <laughs> <laughs> over what ultimately ended up being a, uh, a work, which I think is... It's so funny. (laughs) I give Donovan credit because how often have I talked on this show about, like, you know, you pay your money for your ticket, you're allowed to react, whatever, but the the actual human beings that are in the ring risking their lives and their health to entertain you, they deserve your respect. And I give him credit that someone came out to say he was never going to wrestle again, and this guy just kept booing and – giving Vic Delicious a hard time and Donovan just was not having it and he let the guy hear it about you know this man's life is more important than your right to to boo and yell obscenities at him only that he ends up taking a bump five minutes after Donovan and the guy (laughs) got escorted out (laughs) so I did I did ultimately feel bad for Donovan when it played out that way but I, I admired him for doing it and I also thought it was hilarious that you know, the guy ended up taking a bump right after. It was just too funny and too perfect. Um, but, yeah, I Lowdown can't. was ready to go to blows? He was. You know what? I was kind of, like, waiting for it to. I don't know if it ever would have got there. Um, cause it I was, wish it would have. So do I. So here's the thing just I said. Because the, okay, just because of the fans afterwards, mm-hmm. I wish that he would have punched him in the face. Yeah, because they, it didn't end there. They were obnoxious. The whole rest of the time. The rhino among men was going to bear down some people. He was, yeah. El, El Renacerante or whatever the... El uh, <laughs> something like that. I don't yeah, know. I don't remember. Um, but, the, but the best part is, like, I was near I was near the situation, and I just see Donovan just... Because, Joey, this guy's, like, maybe smaller than Joey. And he is smaller than Joey. He's not, <laughs> this, and I'm thinking Donovan's, like... Getting hype or something, talking to himself because you, you can't see anybody. <laughs> he eclipsed the guy. Yeah, like you can't, you can't see anybody. Like, oh god, like that. Go over there, and grab him. I'm like get away. He's like really ready to go to blow, blow with this guy over a, over a work shoot. Oh, so good. Yeah, I mean, to Donovan's defense, Vic Delicious has said numerous times that his career is over. 
Uh, we actually, Prep, I believe, just said on social media last week that House of Hardcore is not the same without Vic Delicious, which I agree with. He's a great heel. He's a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, that guy was tiny. That was my feeling. I told you guys after, like, I just don't think I could be here anymore because the only thing that will make me feel better is to punch somebody. But, like... Well, next time you can punch me, just... Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to punch you. Well, you just use me as your... <laughs> as my muse? I can, ta- I can take good hits. <laughs> I know you can. You can definitely take the punches. But after Saturday, just like the nonsense, the obnoxiousness, like, I would much rather have been hanging out with you guys anywhere else but there that night. Um, and I think I'm not making a guarantee or a promise you know, one of the things people always say about Punk and, like, Warrior and all the guys, they say never say never. But that may have been my last wrestling event, at least probably for... I'm not definitely not going to the next House of Hardcore and probably not even the next one after that. Um, Your last wrestling event for 2018. Well, that that was for sure. That's a promise. <laughs> yeah, I, I guarantee you. That is my <laughs> last wrestling event of 2018. Um, it's just like... I don't know. I I want to have fun, but like it gets to a point where I'm so annoyed that I'm like, all right, how many matches in are we four? And how many are left? Oh, we got five left. Oh, so that means I'm probably here for at least another hour and 20 minutes. Like that's how I feel. That's how miserable that segment of people makes me. Um, but it was at the end of a really long day being at Icons in the morning and then ending at House of Hardcore. It's like a 14-hour day. Maybe it's just a little too much. But um, there's something else I want to talk about from House of Hardcore. And if you guys have anything you want to throw in, obviously feel free. But, Pash. Yes. I can't believe that that guy is still alive this day. <laughs> Which guy? The, the guy, guy was, that, that was messing with Donovan. Why can't you believe he's still alive? <clears throat> Because Donovan could have killed him the way he was looking. <laughs> so, obviously, yes, Donovan could have killed him. And honestly, probably should have. Um, I was waiting. I honestly, this is the last I'll say about it. Mm-hmm. I thought that you were going to turn around and hit the guys because, for some strange reason, after everything was all said and done, the guy decided to, like, I think uh, Sandman came out, and everybody was looking forward, and the guys behind Donovan throwing up his middle fingers, like, like, and then he looked at the other dude, and he's like, "No, f this guy, like, whatever." But like, if Donovan will move, the dude will stop. Like, oh, really? Like, shook like to the point where I was, I was looking at him, and then his buddy tapped on his shoulder. I was like, yo, that dude's looking at you because <laughs> he knew I was with them. So I was ready to snap. So you mentioned to me after the fact, like, so I didn't even know those guys had come back in. And I heard people shouting, enter Sandman, which I'm like, whatever. I'm not going to begrudge somebody for singing this song when the Sandman comes out. Had I known it was that guy, had I known he was doing what he was doing, Something might have happened, but I literally, I didn't know he was, I didn't know who it was behind me. I just thought it was somebody having fun singing the song. Um, that That's why, like, I didn't get involved because, like, I'm not about, like, at this point in my life, I don't need to shit talk you. Like, I'm not about that. 
You're not talk about that life? To, no, talk to me when you're ready to do something. And that guy was not ready to do something. Clearly, and now I know it even more based on what you just said, that he was stopping what he was doing as soon as Donovan would move. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather be about it than talk about it. Um, but yeah, that guy was a piece of shit. I'm tired of the white trash in those crowds. I said it on Saturday. I'm saying it again now. Like, have had enough. Um, but David Arquette was on the show. <laughs> and I had some pretty harsh things to say about him on the Indie Inquiry a few weeks ago. And joked that I wouldn't even go to House of Hardcore because I found out he was going to be at the show. But I have to say something right now, and I I consider myself a big enough person to admit when I am not right. And I have to give it up for David Arquette. He entertained the living hell out of me on Saturday night. (laughs) Um, He cut the promo after the match, even saying, because you know I'm not a big deathmatch guy, but he even said after the match, I did it because I know... A lot of fans love death matches. I'm like, you know what? I don't, but that doesn't mean other people do. So I like respected that he said he did that for the fans. I respect the fact that he he like regrets the stuff he did in WCW all those years ago, and he's like just trying to give back to wrestling now, and like he wants to make it right for what he did all those years ago. The dude entertained me. I was like on my feet well on my feet the whole show pretty much but like <laughs> i was on the edge of my seat for that match i he's a horrible wrestler he does not have any athletic talent but my <laughs> god he put on a hell of a show Take some bumps yes i had a lot of fun he did a sharpshooter better than the rock and that was the, <laughs> the biggest pop i've had about anything non our truth that's related really not hard to do time. if you think about it <laughs> it's not but like he went for it i saw him like gearing up for it and as soon as i realized what he was doing i was like oh my god yeah, once he got the, the four right, Bash was like, oh, this is before he turned over. He's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, he did a good shot. He did a fine sharpshooter. I appreciate what he did. Like I said, he entertained me. He was a lot of fun. David Arquette, every bad thing I said about you a couple weeks ago, I take it back. I apologize. You have earned my respect, which is what I know you were trying to do with your most recent work. So <laughs> does anybody else have any thoughts on David Arquette? Am I giving him too much credit? No, I, I enjoyed it. Even his whole uh, storyline with, with his partner, I thought it was really fun. How uh, he he promised him like a date, um, big time interviews with big t- with big time hosts like Ellen and stuff. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was. Pre- yeah. yeah, I wish. I just wish his partner was actually good, <laughs> and this could lead to like his partner like eventually winning the world title, but his partner's not that good. No, the one thing I'll give his partner credit for is he has a very good, like, smug face. Yeah, on uh, Marty and Sarah, they always talk about how good-looking he is. So I guess that that's a gimmick with him, that he tells everybody how good-looking he is. (laughs) Sounds like my gimmick. (laughs) He's he's gimmick infringement on Mr. Sexy. I'm I'm calling my my lawyers. (laughs) Mr. Sexy, he ain't got nothing on you. I know that. That's that's (laughs) undeniable. Um, So... Any other thoughts from House of Hardcore from the two of you? I'm kind of in the boat with you. I don't know how Prep was feeling. I don't know if Prep was tired, but I was completely – I was ready to go. I know I've been working a long – I've been Santa Claus in for the last mm-hmm. month, so I've been exhausted. But I was just like, okay, I'm ready to go. Like, like I said, those guys back in the back with us was like, oh, whatever. Uh, we didn't have seats, so maybe that played a factor in it at all. 
factor in it. And like you, I'm kind of like turned off by a live event. Maybe, like I said, maybe if I'm like close, I can actually enjoy it. But back in the back with the no seat thing, I was just like, that's not for me. I was ready to go. Uh, Yeah, well, clearly I don't blame you for having that (laughs) feeling. Uh, Prep, any other thoughts on HOH? Uh, I think I'll still go to the shows, but the the price increase I'm not really a big fan of. Mm-hmm. As well as uh, the crowd, these new people who are making it to the shows aren't making it any better. No, the car and the cards are like one match shows. Yeah, did did you guys like the uh, the Strickland Willie Mack match? I was I too busy watching the uh, UFC card on my phone, to be honest. I liked it. Uh, it was good. I feel like the crowd was, like, shocked by then. Mm-hmm. You know what? I guess there is one other thing that we need to mention. Um, and as I said, I give myself credit for being a big enough person to, like, let go of something when it, it's time. And during the intermission, we, you know, we have had quite a bit of fun mocking Big Cass for the last few months. And... He had a seizure during the intermission. He had to be taken out in an ambulance. And Prep, I think you had said earlier in the night, it might have been right before the show started, you were like, he does not look good. Like, for as much money as I'm sure he made in WWE, he should look better than he does. And then that happens. And it's like, well, maybe this dude has some kind of health issue. I felt really bad about it. And I think I'm going to, like, bury the hatchet for Big Cass for a little (laughs) while. Until I know that he's back on his feet. And he's <laughs> was he looking like bigger? Or was he looking like? Well, he was looking heavy. Trailer park trash. He yeah, was looking yeah, yeah, heavy. Yeah, he got. Yeah, he got a little juicy, Joey. A little juicy. <laughs> yeah, I felt like his no face, shape up. Yeah, his facial hair was pretty raggedy. Um, yeah, so I feel bad. I felt bad that that happened. And uh, Tommy Dreamer cut a very pretty heartfelt promo. But yeah, I'm not going to say anything bad about Big Cass for a little while until I know he's got. He's gotten his career back on track. From what I've heard, he's doing okay, so that's a good start. Um, but WWE, uh, we didn't really talk about the weekly product last week. I don't know how much we're going to talk about it this week. I do know that I read something today that it was the lowest rated Raw in history. And uh, Again. To that, uh, yes, once again, to that I can say, bravo, you earned it. Well, Seth Rollins blames it all on on, the, on Baron Corbin, so... Yeah, well, that that's the, the part I was going to get to. So the only things I watched of Weekly Product this week, I watched the Seth promo because I saw a lot of people, like, giving it a lot of praise on social media. I watched uh, the Natty Ruby Riot promo, and Weird. I watched the Asuka Charlotte Becky highlight on YouTube. So... I want to talk about the Seth Rollins, Baron Corbin promo because everything I saw, and you guys tell me if you agree with this, everything I saw on social media was talking about, oh, this is great. Seth Rollins is saying all the things we've been saying about the show for the last year. Was that the impression you got that people had of that promo? Yeah, I, yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that, a lot of that is what people have been talking about for the past year. Like he brought up the revival, how they keep. Wrestling uh, Lucha House Party Lucha, under Lucha House Party oh, rules. Kind of pretty getting we, married. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't know what, what Lucha House Party rules are, and kind of like he kind of like broke the fourth wall a little bit. Like, like this show scripted, you know. But it's a lot of stuff we all been saying, and uh, 
I think Corbin, even though Raw's been lackluster, I think Corbin's been pretty entertaining. I just don't think he's a good actor. I think he's been pretty entertaining. Like yeah, I Corbin's love what he's been. been great. I think he's been fun. Him not being a good actor is part of what has made it enjoyable. Yeah, for I, me. I, I know. Like it's part of his charm. <laughs> but uh, like the, the storyline he has going on with Heath Slater, I, I'm I'm enjoying that. It's just the fact that the, the show as a whole is just so lackluster. Just my my interest level in it hasn't been good. But yeah, that's problem was fine. But I thought it was funny he blended all on on uh, Corbin and then him he made events for Corbin and. It's a, a even lower rated raw than what it was yeah. the week prior. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, he made a lot of good call outs. Like he said, he called out that he called out the the misuse of the tag division. He called out how he's just kind of playing favorites, and the locker room's loaded with talent, and you just see the same boring dribble over and over again. Yeah, um, prep. Did you get the same impression that like that was the way it was received? Like, like oh, I love that they acknowledged this. So, I don't know if you remember, there was a promo against AJ Styles where someone was saying how AJ Styles is a champ but doesn't even main event. Yeah, I think that was The Miz. Do you remember that I complained about how, like, it was too close to home? Yeah, you were like, ooh, that one, like, hurt a little bit. Like, that was a little too real for me. Did you take it as it was real against Corbin or real against the company? No, the company. So the thing that I like, and I don't know if anyone else has really acknowledged this. The thing that stood out the most to me was that, yes, they did have Seth be like the voice of the wrestling fan that has been complaining about Raw. But Corbin's response was, I don't care what you think. I don't care what any of them think. And to me, that was the standout part. Like, yeah, maybe this does suck, but I'm doing what I want to do and I don't care what anybody thinks about it. And to me, that encapsulates exactly what the problem is. Yeah, but the thing is, with with Rollins acknowledging all all these faults in Raw, and you know this promo was written for him, if it was written for him, so they, they know what the deficiencies in the show are. So why don't you fix it? Exactly, and that's why, to me, what Corbin's response was is the most telling part about the whole thing. Maybe that is true, but I don't care. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. That To me, that was him speaking as Vince McMahon. I don't hey, care what you look at it that way. Is either this is him channeling Vince McMahon and telling everyone you're going to get what I tell you to get, or it could be a sign of change that they've realized that ratings have gotten so low and they're going to use this as one of those reality-based storylines and go from there. Do you believe there's a chance that they know what the problem is and they're going to fix it? A chance. They so I'll give you problems. one to ten again. From one to ten, how confident are you that they're going to start to Three. fix it? Okay, <laughs> so you're less confident about that than you are excited about TLC. Yeah. Uh, last week we talked a lot about like what our <coughs> issues are with WWE, like why we're unhappy, oh, why go. it's been hard to to watch. Joseph, do you have any one? How high or low are you on the WWE weekly product right now? Well, if Raw was weed, I wouldn't be that high. Okay. Because <laughs> nice. it's, n- it's not the dang stuff. No, it's not. No. It's it, Reggie. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not Reggie. It's that oregano reg- <laughs> mixed up you got back in 8th uh, and ninth grade. Um, There's hits and misses as, as, as there is any time. But, I mean, like, there's far fewer hits than misses. It's, again, it's just... There's no consistency in the way they. Do you feel like it's worth your time? No, 
<laughs> no. Like I do, I do watch it. I do watch it for the wrestlers I like. I do watch it for quality matches. Um, but a lot of time, it's I'll be I'll flip over and check out some sports and then go back to it. Um, it's not keeping me a hundred percent interested. How? Let's just say on a given Monday, out of the three hours it's on, let's say maybe with you flipping on and off, let's say you're actually tuned in for two hours. What percentage of that, how many minutes out of that two hours would you say you're truly entertained? Probably about 20. So I mean, I, I kind of diagrammed. I always have to check the opening segment out because I want to know, it kind of gives you the direction for the night. Like storyboard tonight. This is where we're at. This is Seth Rollins. He's gonna he he opens the match. He's he's gonna have a match later because he's the opening segment. I check in the middle because it kind of sees how far it's tailed off from that direction, <laughs> and then you check in again in the last match because you're kind of intrigued by that. So you're truly like the sandwich, like the yeah. the the beginning, the middle, and the end. You have the you're taking the the two slices of bread on either end, and then the meat. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's really stuff care. in there that I do like. I'm just saying that's kind of the way it plays out. You say what keeps my interest. They're 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 kind of the high points. So you like to know what the main angle is to start the night, where they are in the middle, and then what closes the show. Yeah, what the main match is that's going to close the show. Uh, yeah, I'm not even really willing <coughs> to invest that much. Uh, like I've said a couple shows in a row, I am strictly a YouTube highlights guy now. So congratulations, WE. You turned me into exactly what you're trying to make out of us fans. Um, so TLC, I'm just going to list the matches. I, And if you guys have any stuff you want to really add to anything, go ahead, Alo. Yeah, I want to go back to what you were talking about with Joey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think... See, we kind of got to give them WWE a break a little bit because they're hammered by injury right now. But it's clear they know the problem. But don't most businesses know their problem? But it doesn't mean they're going to fix it because they're still winning at the end of the day. Nobody else is affecting their bottom line. Because like what's so up? We have Reigns out. Uh, Strowman's hurt. Uh, Finn missed this past week on Raw. They're like hammer with their the top guys that they throw in these positions and don't forget Brock Lesnar's the universal champion yeah, well, universal champion to, again to Seth's point I mean they give Raw, uh, Lesnar the championship match and he hasn't fought on Raw since when was yeah. that was that 2002? legitimate 2002 is that real yeah yeah he has not fought because he got he was drafted to Raw and then he was on Smackdown for the rest of his t- first tenure and since he's been back he's never wrestled on TV that's hmm. not a solution to your problems that's just making bigger problems yeah, if Brock's such a draw, let him wrestle on Raw. You keep saying that he's going to appear on Raw, but that's that's nothing nowadays because he's been a, he's been appearing on Raw for the last what six six seven years now. That's not that Brock Lesnar appearing doesn't mean anything anymore because they know he's going to do nothing but come out, have Heyman talk some garbage, and then he'll come down yeah. to the ring and throw people around. That's it. Yeah, he's going to come out for six seven years. Heyman cuts almost the same promo every time Brock comes back, but. Like the, the titles on the main, the titles on the show that holds the rest of the show back. Nobody's fighter, nobody's fighting for anything. I gotta see uh, McIntyre and Galloway on a weekly basis. And Galloway, as much as I like Drew Galloway, they're not doing him any favors right now because of that holding pattern until uh, they do whatever they're going to do with Braun and Brock. And then there's a report going around that Vince wants McIntyre versus Strowman 
at WrestleMania, and then Hunter wants Seth, and I think he wants Seth and Brock at WrestleMania. So like they're going back and forth with the WrestleMania main event, but th- this show is just in so much limbo. But that, that just them, tells me neither guy knows what the real main event should be of WrestleMania. Well, if Clear, Seth, well, obviously it should be an Undertaker match. <laughs> it should be Becky. <laughs> it should be Becky and Ronda as the main event at WrestleMania. Well, if you're, if you're talking about a universal title match, I think it will be the best, the better match out of those two will be Seth versus Brock. Yeah, you put Seth in any match, you're going to have the match. We never got a finish to that first match, well, the rematch they had at Battleground 14 a few years ago. And on top of that, if you if you want to have Seth win, you could, send all the in, you could send all the internet fans home happy. And I don't really want them to be happy, so. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, we will. Damn, Vince. Um... So I'm just going to start listing off these matches on the card in order of importance. So I'm starting with the most important and working my way down to the least important. So number one match I have written down is the finals of the uh, Mixed Match Challenge, Fabulous Truth, against Mahalisha. Guys, (laughs) to me, this is the main event of the evening. (laughs) The, The winners... Each get the 30th spot in their respective Royal Rumble. Um, I mean, I, I feel like it's pretty obvious who has to win this mixed match challenge, even though I think they only won two matches throughout the whole thing. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I think between the two of them, they've only won two matches each. Well, I, uh, I think the only matches they won were in the playoffs or whatever. The playoffs. <laughs> I, and I feel like, playoffs, you talking about I feel like this has been going on longer than like the NBA playoffs go on. <laughs> I feel like I still liked Raw when this started. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't get into it this, too much this time because it became too much. Yeah, it is a lot. Uh, no, no, it's not. Not 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 too much. Like more added wrestling to watch. Remember, I was a big fan of the first uh, season of the mm-hmm. Mixed Match Challenge, but but they did too much with it. Like they were like brackets and. Like, I, I like the fact that there was a prize this time that, that actually helped that actually for the show, unlike uh, last time with the charity. But I kind of feel like they did a little bit too much this time. The extra bells and whistles aren't working for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like when you keep things simple, that's good enough. Yeah. I'm going to go first with the prediction. I know nobody else probably has a whole lot to say about this. I really don't either other than I want to see our truth win. I'm going to go with the fabulous truth, Joseph. I think because of how well they're playing with the fans, it will be the fabulous truth. I mean, they did get us another dance segment in in this past week. <laughs> nice up some nice flossing. Yeah, excellent flaw, peak flossing. Alo, fabulous truth, and prep. It's it better be fabulous truth. <laughs> uh, my number two match that I have written down is the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Triple threat match between Asuka, Charlotte, and Becky. And this is the thing I'm actually looking forward to most. I think that Becky is the most important thing in WWE right now. I think she's the most entertaining (coughs) thing. She is what matters the most. I'm happy to see Asuka get put back into a prominent position. Yeah, I don't even know why she got knocked out of a position, but hey. Yeah. What do I know? So, like, what are you guys? What are your guys' feelings on this triple threat match? Are you excited about it? Or are you expecting this to be the main draw of the show? 
I think it's the draw, but I think it's WWE pulling the wool over our eyes. Is it the main I, event? I I hope so. I'm not going to say yes, though. Halo, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I think this match will hold up, but I'm kind of fearing. I'm kind of fearing that. Becky Lynch is is start, but see Becky Lynch her promos a bit excellent. She's still carrying herself excellent, but I kind of think she's in the she's in the uh, the whole light of oh okay they like Becky Lynch, let's throw asses, let's throw Becky Lynch out there. I think they're I think they're starting to feel themselves with her a little bit. But I have no doubt that this match will deliver. But like I said when this match first got announced, I'm terrified to watch it because these women are, are smaller than the men, and we we've seen. The tables did not give when it, to the, on the with, with the women, but I am super excited for this match, and this should be the match of the night. I'm kind of skeptical with the match, not because of the wrestlers. Um, if you put this match together and it's a non-gimmick match, a non-TLC match, you're probably looking at the match of the night. You throw these other elements in there, I think it could get too sloppy. It might just kind of mess things up a little bit. Timing, it might. And I, I, I see it even with something as simple as a kendo stick. The way they play it out, it doesn't feel right. So you think all the excess, much like Alo's criticisms of the mixed match challenge, the extra bells and whistles will play. detract from the match. Yeah. Alo, you want to say something? Yeah. Um, did, did you guys watch Charlotte and Asuka on SmackDown? Yeah. I, I didn't see the whole match. I just saw like the highlight of the way it ended. And mm-hmm. I watched it. I was a fan of the way that it ended. Yeah, I, I was too. I was too, and I thought the match was really good. I, it wasn't their WrestleMania match, but they tried to pull out certain as things from that match to 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 live, to live up to the hype from from the WrestleMania match. But yeah, they're also saying that TLC may have some surprises and unpredictable finishes in some of the matches. I'm not sure which matches they're, they're talking about, but I think a good a, a good swerve will be in this match, and, and for them to put the belt on Oscar, I think that'll be a, a good swerve. That's what I hope happens. Uh, there is a swerve that, or not a swerve, but like there is a surprising thing that I'm hoping happens. It's what I want to see more than anything else on the show. I'll get to it when we get to the match I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's the right thing to do to have Oscar win because then you give Becky like a, a little more time to like be aggrieved again. I don't, I don't mind having Oscar win here. I would like to see a little more build of Oscar because it kind of again, like you said. Nice to throw her back into the picture, but they did just throw her into the picture. Yeah. It'd be nice to get a little more of that, like Charlotte said, I took away the mystique. Give her a little more of that mystique back. Yeah, I, I think, like, it'd be good for Asuka to get the title, and I think it'd be good for Becky because now she has something to chase again. And there's just something about <coughs> her. Like, the segment when Charlotte starts just killing Asuka with the kendo stick... And Becky just, like, calmly stands up out of the chair. There's, like, a presence that she has now that she never had before. I don't know if it was just always there and I didn't notice it or if she has just, like, really grown into this role. But even her interview with Ariel Hawani on uh, his MMA show the other day, I thought she was excellent. Like, I really hope that she gets to stay in a prominent position. Prep, did you listen to the interview or no? Oh, yeah, I listened... So I listened to it live, and then I re-listened to it again because I just, because I only listened to her part live, but I listened to the whole show, and uh, my only issue with it, and and I'm just being nitpicky, uh, it was like 
the MMA show, I'm used to a lot of, like, this is real, like, and she was, like, in pro wrestler mode. Like, I kind of mm-hmm. wish that she would just talk about more of, like, the business aspect of it rather than, like, working. Like, oh, I'm going to kick Ronnie's ass. Like, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate all that. But um, I wanted her to more go into, like, how she deserves that main event spot at WrestleMania. Yeah, herself. Yes. And that's the sad part with WWE when they let you do interviews because you know you have to get permission for that. It's like you kind of have to stay in character most of the time. And I think Ariel was kind of playing into that too. A little bit. Like, I did like that they touched on Conor McGregor. I did. I do like that their paths like almost crossed at the same school. But they, they both were training at different places. Um, I don't know. I like that she's getting put out there more because when they're letting you go out there, it means that they do trust you a little more and believe you a little, believe in you a little more. It's definitely an issue I deal with too because like when I'm out in the mall, like say Christmas shopping, and a six year old kid wants my autograph, and I gotta talk to him about how <laughs> sexy I am. I feel awkward, but I'm in character, so I gotta keep, I gotta keep it there. Well, you're always in, you've always been in character. Yeah, I know. Well, it's, <laughs> but it's a six year old kid. I've never met the real you, and I've known you for thirty years. Do you know who the real is? Me? I'm a man in many masks. You are. Um, so who's your guys' prediction? Prep, I'll start with you. Asuka, Charlotte, or Becky Lynch? It's Asuka. I think that's the way to go. She <laughs> That way you take the title off Becky and she can win the Royal Rumble. Halo? I'm going to Asuka. Joseph? I think Becky keeps it. That's just me. I wouldn't hate it if she kept it because I do love her as the champion, but I'm going to go with Asuka because I think it sets up, like Prep said, her winning, having to win the Royal Rumble. And there is a bit of like a Stone Cold Steve Austin vibe, like that thing is mine and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it back. And I think it could also, I don't know, I just think it, I think it'd be a good idea for, for multiple reasons. It'd definitely be a good idea. Um, Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship. What is with Dean's coat? Vince watched The Dark Knight. Trying to make him Bane? Is it because I made fun of his friend Donald in reference to the Dark Knight? Do you think that's why he... Why yes. He ha- okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting for uh, Vince to take a picture with his Ronnie vs. the World shirt. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming. It is. I, I should send one up there. Um, do you guys feel like the build to this has been what you wanted it to be? I feel like it started off well, but it's lo- I think it's lost a lot of steam going into the TLC and Pay-Per-View. I read something that there was – they, like, pulled the reins back after Dean made the comment about Roman. Yeah. Like, has to deal with God. Do you think that is what is to blame for it losing steam? Like, they kind of took some of the edge off of Dean? Uh, I think I think that, that comment got a little – a little bit of backlash. You know, the world's so sensitive now. Too sensitive. In the time Can't even yeah. listen to Christmas music anymore because it's inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll find the tiniest line to make a big deal about. Yeah, that. I mean, but, like, but yeah, like, that, like, after that week, that's when the few, like, cooled down a bit. Then we got Dean getting a flu shot and, and, and stuff, which was, he made that work. As bad as that was, he made that whole situation work. Then last week, 
he comes out as Bane, and this week I'm like, oh, whatever. Like the last two weeks, it took a lot of steam out of it. It's, like I said, it's not even really about the title anymore. And I think we lost a lot of the whole focus on what this feud was actually about, and there's not much heat to it anymore as it was uh, the weeks prior before these last two no, weeks. Yeah, and you even pulled Seth out of it just this past Monday, putting him in, you know, working against um, Corbin and then throwing him into – uh, a TLC match with Corbin that night that that kind of distracts you from the match coming up, which is a week away. Yeah. Hey, Pash. Mm-hmm. Remember that time when I said uh, this heel turn wouldn't start until Dean started talking? Yes. I lied. <laughs> now when is it going to start? I'm when he stops talking. <laughs> I had it all wrong. I like how you took out some time to get into your get into your sexy pose over there on the other end of the camera. Yeah, I might take all my clothes and just leave this belt on me just for you. Don't, HBK style? Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> the the X2 fly style? Yeah. The X2 fly. Um, I do think this match is going to be really good. I just feel like it doesn't – I don't feel like it has the meaning that I thought it was going to have. Uh, so I'm a little disappointed about that. It definitely has matched the night potential with these two. I mean, Seth, again, I've said many times, probably one of the best workers right now. So that's potential to be match of the night. Uh, Alo, what are your, what are your thoughts on how this match is going to play out? Uh, well, I don't have any doubt about the match because all of Ambrose's best matches have been with Seth. If you actually go down the list of Ambrose's best matches, his all of his best matches are with Seth, and then there's one with tri- there's one with Triple H at uh, Roadblock 2016. But I know that about the match. Like I said, like I've been saying for weeks, it's not about the title. They made it about the title for one week. And this should be for the universal title, but it's not because Brock's holding that hostage. Now, if this had the universal title in, on the line, I think it would be a lot more substance to it. But I have no doubt about the match. We'll deliver. Yeah. Who do you think wins? Uh, I'll go Ambrose. Is there any reason or it's just like your gut feeling? Uh, a bit of a gut feeling. Definitely a gut choice. <laughs> uh. Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepigina, what are your thoughts on, like, what are your expectations of this match and who is going to win? Uh, I think the match will definitely deliver. They always do pretty good together. I'm going to give it to Dean. Joseph, I know you think it's a match of the night candidate. It looks like I'm, I'm outside the box on a lot of these picks uh, compared to the, compared to my fellow panelists. <laughs> um, I'm pro- I'm going to go Seth just because I think they're already gearing him up for another angle with this past Monday not dealing with Dean as much. And they're going to give him as much momentum as possible rolling into it. Seth versus the world kind of angle. I, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like I think last week or and two weeks ago I might have said Dean. But this week, I feel like Seth is going to retain. But And I do think that there's a good chance it is a match of the night candidate. Uh, the next match I have down here, AJ Styles challenging for the WWE Championship against Daniel Bryan. And <clears throat> you would think this would be like an IWC dream. But does it feel like that to you guys? Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's not one of my top matches, but I I don't know. I'm kind of digging this Daniel Bryan heel turn. He's <laughs> worried about the carbon footpath. <laughs> I love that. I don't know how you guys really feel about that, but 
it's playing into what he who he is. I mean, it kind of kind of works for him. It's a little off kilter, but I I enjoy it. Um, I'm looking forward to the match because obviously these are two wrestlers that I high, hold in high regards. I don't think it's going to beat out the Seth Rollins match for match of the night, but I think it'll be up there. I think these two have the great potential to put on a great match. My only worry is that, and it seems like a lot of these matches have ended this way recently, is we have the unclean finish. These guys are two great wrestlers. Whether it be D, um, Daniel Bryan keeping the title or AJ taking it back, just get a clean finish for once. I would like to We're see that. We're getting these low blows or these cheap finishes. Just get a clean finish. Walk away from it. Yeah. I think it's, again, uh, the, I think like one of the key words <coughs> I've been using tonight is like that matches will deliver. I think this will deliver. I just don't feel like it has the like heat behind it that I would like for it to have. I do think it's interesting that they are using Daniel Bryan's like very socially conscious personality as part of his heel character. Like, he cares about the environment, and that's part of him being a bad guy. Uh, I do enjoy that. Um, but, yeah, I'm just not as, like, invested in this as I wish that I was. And Alo, I think you had high hopes for the Daniel Bryan heel turn. Are your I hopes did. still high? Now, see, <laughs> I'm still up in the air because on one, on one end, like, this kind of mirrors – when Jericho turned heel and he started wearing suits and started talking in that slower cadence, this kind of mirrors that. And there's aspects of it that I like, and there's aspects that I don't, and I kind of wish he would change, but then I do like it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? I do. Like, like him talking, cutting a heel promo about the environment and stuff like that. I'm like, do I like this? But I, I kind of do. I kind of don't. And I kind of want him to change his look, but I'm like, but that's kind of him. He's kind of staying true to himself. He's not like changing everything. He's not really changing a bit because it's not like he, it's not like he dresses nice anyway, you know. You know? <laughs> so it's like what, like what about Monday night? I mean, uh, we finally got what we kind of been asking for: putting the two hundred five wrestler in a prominent wrestling match on the main car uh, on the on the main show. Yeah, I kind of give him FaceTime. Yeah, I did enjoy that match. I, I like the fact that they didn't just. Trot Mustafa, yeah. uh, Mustafa Ali out there just to have a match. He actually got to talk to Daniel Bryan. And they had a highlight package rolling into it, so you're kind of excited about, wow, this could be really good. Yeah, yeah, and I'm actually very excited for the 205 Live guys because I think the guys that, like, I think Vince has his eyes on a couple of those guys. So that's a big spot to be in there with the WWE champion from a, from a 205 Live guy. So I think he has his eye on certain guys to actually put him in the mix with the main roster talent. Yeah, um, I agree. I would like to see some of those guys get more of a chance. Uh, Joseph? Yes, sir. Who wins? I think Daniel Ryan wins. Um, again, I just hope it's a clean finish, not one of those low blows. And I mean, we'll probably get a rematch out of this, but um, I'd like to see if Daniel Ryan's going to win, win it. Ag- agreed. Alo, do we, do we have a new champion on Sunday night? No, Daniel Ryan retains. <coughs> Pratt? Yep, Daniel Bryan retains. You see his new side plates? Yep. No, what do they say? No? Daniel Bryan. Oh, they just say Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I, I, I kind of wish that he walked out with, like, no side plates in. Like, Me not too. even the WWE ones. <laughs> yeah, because it was great last week when he just didn't have them at all and just dropped his own. He was like, I don't need these. The yes man was dead and he dropped his yes um, Yeah, I agree. Daniel Bryan retains. Uh, Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin I have felt all along like clearly 
Strowman will return and win. But I really am excited at the prospect of Baron Corbin winning by, by forfeit and then celebrating as if he has actually won. Well, I'm glad that he's like telling that he's going to win by forfeit and yeah. not like, I'm going to kick his ass. He's like, <laughs> no, I'm winning by forfeit. I win at TLC by forfeit. <laughs> No, I, I appreciate that, and I want to see. I want to see him raising his hand, saying "I won" or "I did it" or something like that. You not need, to mention, if you he's long-term GM, yeah, if he loses, he's not the GM anymore. So I kind of feel like if that's one of the few things that's been entertaining on the show, I'd like to see it get to continue. Does anyone have any actual thoughts about Corbin and Strowman, or do you just want to do predictions? I'm tired of Corbin. Not a real, not a lot of real thoughts. So, who's going to win then, Prep? It's going to... Braun's definitely coming back and he's going to destroy him. <laughs> I'm going to take this as serious as Donovan took the last one. <laughs> Are you really? I am. Good. Uh, Alo, Corbin, or Strowman? Strowman. Joseph? Yeah, I think Strowman comes back as well. Um, I don't know if he kills him because they're going to probably play up the injury angle, but he'll definitely beat him. Yeah, as much as I'd like to see Corbin celebrating for not actually winning, I do think Braun comes back, and he does destroy Corbin. Um, Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax. Is anyone as excited for this women's championship match as you are for the SmackDown women's championship match? Not as excited. Um, I still want to see the match. Uh, again, I'd like to see continue to see the progression around Ronda Rousey. Um, she's impressed me thus far. So here we go. Here's another opportunity. Yeah, and their their first match they had was really good. So there's like a track record there that they can actually do something, something good in the ring together. Uh, so what I hope happens, and I have no feeling that this will happen, uh, but this is kind of the swerve I was talking about. So obviously we all know Ronda is like the the golden girl or whatever you want to call her in the women's division as popular as Becky Lynch is they still love Ronda the most so I think there's a chance that they will have Ronda go on later in the show what I would love to see happen would be the Smackdown Women's Championship match open the show have Becky lose the title but then come out and attack Ronda later in the night uh, which then sets the stage for what I hope will happen at WrestleMania. I don't believe that's going to happen, but I would love to see that crossover. I would love to see Becky get an opportunity to get her hands on Ronda again and keep this thing going. Do either of you think that Becky Lynch gets anywhere near Ronda Rousey on Sunday night? Well, well, I think so. Well, my thing was, remember I said a few weeks ago, I'll be, I would love if Becky kind of retaliated on Nia. Yeah. I, I would like that too. So if something like that did happen, I would enjoy. I would enjoy that. But I don't. I think that's too good to happen. Or what if she came out? Yeah, and took them both out. Damn, that'd be big for Becky. So she loses well, the title, but then looks that strong to take out the two Raw women. Well, well, well. In that case, uh, it's kind of weird because in that case, like you said, one match would have to go on first, and Becky would have to win. But then she picked Oscar too to win, or did she pick Becky? She picked Oscar. Well, that's what he said. He said Becky will lose the title, but come back with a vengeance against these two women. Oh, see, uh, that, 
No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's a lot. A lot has to happen for that to happen. For, for that to go that for, for that to go down that way. That's what I would like to see. That would make the show for me if something like that happened. Prep. Any chance Becky gets anywhere near Ronda? No. Is it Zero something chance. You, is it something you'd like to see? Um, I don't know if I'm ready for it yet. I think after Rumble is when it that goes down. Like when she, you remember at the last Rumble when they had them in the ring. So I think she'll just like hit up Ronda at that point. Even if there's no physicality, I think there'll be something. Maybe even just a cross cross her over in the hallway. Something, some kind of shout out to that. Um, might not get that full on fight, but I, I would be surprised if there's nothing. Does anyone think that this match, Prep? I'll start you with you on this one. Do you think there's a chance that this match is better than their first match? No, no. Joseph, I think there's a chance. I wouldn't go high on the chance. Why do you guys think it won't be like that clearly? Just because it's I too th- high of a bar to reach. No, it's not even that. I just think the fact that the second time, the first time we saw these two wrestle, we were just so impressed with Ronda because Ronda, that was, I believe that was Ronda's first singles match and her first big profile match. I think we were just so overly impressed with Ronda. And then she's been wrestling pretty much every week or so since then. So there's not, there's not much for us to be impressed by when it comes to Ronda anymore. I think the reason that we have such, we're in such love with the first match is because of the ex- of the low expectations we have for Ronda Rousey being in the ring with Nia Jax, but now we know what Ronda can do, so there's, there's less expectation to the match. Yeah, not only, point. not only am I not like impressed anymore, I'm kind of over it. Like her novelty is kind of fading with me. So that's what I was. That was actually going to be my exact response to what Alo said: is that the novelty has kind of worn off. Like there is no novelty left with her. She's just part of it now. Yeah. Yeah. She's not an attraction. She's not something special. She's just part of the roster. Um, so who wins, Ronda or Nia? I assume we're probably all going to have the same answer. Ronda. Ronda. Rowdy Ronda. I'm going to go with Ronda as well. The triple threat tag team match for SmackDown, the Bar versus the New Day versus the Usos. Uh Anyone have any thoughts on this? We what had an you? epic rap battle then, uh, Tuesday. Yeah, see, Tuesday I didn't night. see it. Was it any oh, good? Oh God! So no, <laughs> I didn't. Pay, I didn't pay it any mind. <laughs> the, the Usos were, were were pretty pretty good. The Usos are sharp. The Usos are pretty sharp. The uh, bar was more or less a joke. Actually, you know what? I may go watch that highlight because I would love to see the bar in a rap battle. So, but it was what it was just Run DMC, right? Yeah, they, they had their yeah. <laughs> and they they did a. Um, Ice Ice Baby uh, rendition. Yes. But Ice Ice Shamey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to make it a point either later tonight or tomorrow to try to watch that. Uh, I guess we'll just go into into predictions. Uh, Joseph, who wins? I'm going to go with the Uso Penitentiary. Alo? Uh, Shazaro. Pratt? I'm going to go the Usos. I think I'm going to say the Usos as well. Two I want to win. I'd like to see them win. Um, the only other thing that I watched for the week, as I said, was the Natty Ruby Riot promo. I thought Natty's promo was excellent. Like, I actually felt something Heart, when I watched heartfelt. it. Uh, 
And obviously Ruby with the cheap heat with the Jim the Anvil Neidhart thing. Table. And I think, unfortunately, her acting is on par with, like, someone in a high school play. But that it actually made me care about seeing this. Um, Am I the only one who feels that way? Is there anyone else who can say that that promo gave you some feeling towards watching this? Made you feel all the feels? Not all of them, but it made me feel some of them. Nope, not me. Some say Ron's heart grew two sizes that day. Nope, as much as I love both of these women, I just it's not it's nothing there. This segment this segment did tug my heart a little bit and it kinda felt dirty to have that Chipman and Anvil Nightheart up on the table. You knew that's kinda where she was going, but yeah, I was shocked they went that far. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I was I was very surprised as well. And, like, it actually, like, I, similar to Prep saying, like, the AJ thing and the uh, Seth thing this week, like, hit a little too close to home. That was how I felt about this. Like, oof, that actually, like, got to me a little bit. But I feel like Natty's going to put Ruby Riot through that table. Yeah. So I guess if nobody else cared as much as I did, I'll just go right to predictions. <coughs> prep, who wins? <laughs> Thank you, Joseph. Uh, Ruby. Alo. Natty. I told you what I thought. I'm going to go with Natty as well. Um, although it probably would be good for Ruby if she won in that fashion, like with her character. Uh, Elias and Bob, I have no thoughts on this. Oh, my God. How about these rules? What are the What are the rules? Is it a guitar match or something? It's a, it's a guitar ladder match. So what? Are, do you know the rules? You yeah, climb you up the ladder to get the guitar instead of the title. And then no. he could use the guitar as a weapon. Yes. Yes. I.e. The, the, the infamous sledgehammer ladder match with <laughs> Triple and Kevin Nash. Yeah. That, that classic. Is there anyone who thinks that Bob isn't swinging the guitar and smashing Elias with it? I mean, to me, I just feel like that has to be what's going to happen. I feel like, I feel like um, Elias, Elias will get it. I just I don't know. I feel like they are they want Bob to be something so bad. Or have they given up? I don't know. I haven't watched enough to know. Have they given up on Bob? They haven't given up. They're they're trying hard. (laughs) But remember they do love Elias. That is true. It's a good point. So they're they're really torn here. He's better as a heel, Lash. Well, I'm uh, glad you said that. I just remember something. Well, Elias was supposed to be our current Intercontinental Champion. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he was supposed to – Ambrose was – the original plan was before Roman got hurt was for Ambrose to cause Rollins the IC title to Elias. But unfortunately it was not to be. Yeah. Elias got screwed. Yeah. Uh, I can't stand Bob. There's nothing he could do that I'd be interested in. The only part of him that I enjoy at all is Leo Rush. And I'd rather see Leo Rush doing his own thing by himself. I am thinking being, about getting a hype man. Yeah. I, I – it may pay off for you. I've, I've, I'm going to hold my first round of additions. Anyone interested can come <laughs> to my domicile. Jo- Joseph, what is your prediction on Bob versus Elias? My prediction is Elias cracks Leo with the guitar and Lashley gets the win. Halo? Uh, don't care. <laughs> That's uh, not I'll a prediction. Say, <laughs> I'll say Lashley because Leo Rush will be there. <clears throat> Prep? I think Elias wins. 
Okay, and I'm going to go with Bob, but I'd rather see Elias. Uh, Balor and Drew Galloway. What is what is the build to this? Like, what is, does this mean anything for anything? Not really. Uh, it's kind of a revenge kind of thing. And I'm assuming Finn is not actually hurt and out on Sunday. No, not that I know of. All right, because I know he was out of the uh, mixed match challenge. Is anybody excited for this match? Prep, are you excited about Finn and Drew? No, I don't care. I'm not going to watch it. I'm over it, Pash. <laughs> I don't blame you. Alo, are you over it or are you into it? Over. Joseph? I think it'll be a good match. I mean, for what it's worth, um, they're pushing McIntyre, and I would enjoy a good, a good Finn Balor match. So, you know, we'll see what we get out of him. I don't. I just don't care about either guy. Like, they had a chance to do something with Drew McIntyre when they brought him back and didn't pan out. And Finn, like, I feel like Finn, and maybe this is too harsh, he's almost like in Dolph Ziggler territory for me. Where it's like, I know nothing's ever going to happen, so I just can't get invested in anything he does, which is unfortunate. But I'm just going to say Drew Galloway wins because I think they have bigger plans for Galloway than they do for Finn. Joey, what do you think? I, th- I go in the same direction you are. Um, I think ultimately the bigger guy gets the victory. Uh, Alo? <coughs> uh, Galloway. And Preptagon. Valor, Dolph will probably cost him the match. So you think there will actually be some story element to it? Yes. Okay. Uh Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander, I have no thoughts. Does anyone have anything to add about this? Buddy match Murphy good. retains. The match would be good. The match will definitely be good. Uh, I can't see Buddy Murphy losing it, though. Same. I think it'll be a fun match. Buddy Murphy is not going to lose. They've invested too much is in Is he going to make it on the show, or is that going to be a pre-show? I don't know. There's 12 it's matches. so kind of the question. I'd assume at least three or four of them have to be on the pre-show. Um... Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio Jr. I'm just going to say Randy Orton's going to win. I don't have any desire to watch anything Randy Orton does or talk about anything Randy Orton does. I'll Joseph, I'll go next to you. Any thoughts to add? I mean, this is kind of the match I'm not really looking forward to. This is one of those throwback matches that they've been doing a lot recently. Um, I think Ray Ray gets the victory, though. Alo? Uh, Randall. Randall. <laughs> Prep. Who? <laughs> You're not excited about this one either? Hell no. <laughs> I know. I can't imagine anyone is. Yo, it's, I mean, Jesus Christ, Ray, you did not need to come back. <laughs> he, he's doing it for his son. So What, so his yeah. son can see him? No, no, so his son could get signed. No, oh, okay. Well, you know what, that's, that's uh, pretty Sadly. honorable. It yeah. is. Um, does anybody else have anything else they want to say about WWE? Because I have nothing. I'm actually shocked that it lasted this long. Halo? Yeah, I think because we talked about last week about how WWE, they're into all these other things. You kind of have a little bit of everything for a little bit of everything for everybody. So I'm going to make it a point to this week watch a lot of the other things that they offer, like a lot of their other weekly con- content to see if I'm actually interested in it. 
So I'll probably I'm, I'm going to try to tune into Tool Five Live. I'm going to watch the latest episode of NXT. Oh, I, I'm actually looking forward to the, the latest, the newest episode of NXT because Ricochet defended defended the North American title against Tyler Breeze. So I'm actually looking forward to looking forward to seeing that. And um, I'll check out NXT UK for the first time because I want to see what else they're doing on a weekly basis. That's better than Raw and SmackDown. I want to check in some of the NXT. Uh Check out this new cat coming up. I know I've heard of him before. Oh, Lars? Lars. They, they, they had the promo for him this past week. He's lurking. <laughs> He's a Vince guy. He's yeah. lurking. Anything, anything worth watching? No. <laughs> Just a big lurk? Yeah. <laughs> um, indie Inquiry. You guys ready for that? Yes. Yes. Prep, do you want to intro it? So this week, since we had skipped a week... Mm-hmm. Uh, we did two reviews, or we have two matches to review. So the first one is Dynamite Kid versus Tiger Mask from 1982. Mm-hmm. That was a request from Laugh. And then uh, the last match we'll do is Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page from Wrestling Duntaku earlier this year. Okay, so Dynamite Kid and Tiger Mask. First thing is. I loved Bret Hart there in those awful Rocky One sweatpants. Like, that was the, maybe one of the highlights for me. Um, the thing that I think is a shame, especially for you guys watching it, is like, obviously, you guys have seen work in the ring that surpasses that already. Whereas in 1982, that was like way ahead of its time. Um, I don't know if I would have been interested in it if I saw it as a kid. Because I probably wouldn't have been into it that much, but I, I, I give them credit for being ahead of their time. I think they're both great athletes. Um, but it, like at this point, where I am with wrestling, it would take more than that to get me too excited. Uh, Dynamite Kid, I think, is probably pretty undervalued, especially his career in WWE being just one half of a tag team. But yeah, I assume that you guys. We're probably not wowed by this, and I'm curious if either of you were. I know one of you wasn't. <laughs> not only was I not wowed, no offense, laugh, but I was bored to tears. <laughs> I don't know if I picked the wrong one. I don't know, but I did not enjoy this. I thought Tiger Mask would do a lot of like moves without really doing anything like he had a lot of extra motion in his moves and it just like you know when people talk about how ricochet does too much Mm -hmm. no tiger mask does too much (laughs) and then like oh they complain about baron corbin like a nerve hold that was a dynamite kid in this match he just kept like grabbing the leg and grounding him, and I was just bored about it. The only thing that I did like is Dynamite Kid was really stiff. That's probably why his career didn't last too long. <laughs> probably didn't help. Uh, Alo, yeah. um, I like you said you were interested to see what we thought about this match. I enjoyed it because remember we reviewed WrestleMania six, and you were worried you were kind of worrying about how me and Prep would react because. We were we weren't born yet, right? <laughs> and and for the style, but I kind of, I kind of put myself into that mid '80s wrestling period, and mm-hmm. I can understand where the the whole term of 
those two were ahead of their time because they actually were. So you did and some you, meth- at- you did some method get- method acting, method watching, method yes. watching. <laughs> you got in. Yes, yes. I try to put myself in that time period, and the kind of the work the work rate from WWF from mid '80s to at least mid '90s was kind of around the same. So it wasn't too much of a drop off. So all that stuff that they were doing in this match was kind of like different and revolutionary. But the match wasn't bad. Um, I don't. Re- I don't really see the hype around this match. But like I said, I'm not. I'm not around. I wasn't born, so I can't really speak on it for what it was for its time. But I did enjoy the match. Uh, I thought Tiger Mask was really good. In the match. I didn't notice Brett with the Rocky short Rocky pants at mm-hmm. all. I didn't notice that. So I got. I'm gonna go back and watch that. <laughs> and uh, I did. And like I, I, I even like that there was no finish. I, I, I thought they, those two guys actually killed each other in the ring. Yeah. Uh, and what was the oh, The second one, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page wrestling oh. on Taku. Look at Indy. Indy Prep got up. <laughs> I'm just excited for what Pash thinks about it. Do you want to give uh, like any thoughts on why this was the match you chose this week? Uh, so we've been doing the inquiry for like five or six weeks now. Mm-hmm. And I like <clears throat> I never wanted to go to the staples of like the Young Bucks and Omega. But since we were going to review this older match, I wanted to review like a newer work rate match to see how they fared against each other and how the times have progressed. Um, Alo, you want to go first? Yeah, I I remember this match when it first start, came on. I remember I watched it on watched it on Access. I love this match. I thought they these I thought these guys had an answer for almost everything they did for each other. Uh, when Heyman would come back, uh, Omega hit him with a V triggers. The physicality in this match, and these guys are friends at the same time. I thought this match was fantastic. Uh, with Kenny winning with the wing winged angel and Hangman Page, I'm a I'm a huge fan because uh, we went to that ROH taping last year and he really showed off then. And ever since then, I, I've been sold on Hangman Page. But I really did enjoy this match. I thought these guys had an answer for everything they did, and they played the whole "we're friends" thing perfectly because of all the thing because they knew each other's moves and they answered everything each other did. Joseph, did you get a chance to watch either of these or no? I know I was supposed to. Okay. I did get a uh, posting sent at like 4 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <Wait a minute. laughs> um, so for me, I did enjoy it. Um, huh. There wasn't a lot of – so one of my biggest gripes about these types of matches are guys getting dropped <coughs> on their head too much. I didn't think there was a lot of head dropping in this. Um, there wasn't too much – like diving and stuff like that in this. I just thought they I liked that they told a story. I even watched like the the promo and the interview that Kenny did afterwards. And I liked that he basically said afterwards like basically he was saying like I was trying to put Kenny on almost in this match or put hang put hangman on in this match was kind of what he said. Like he called him like a basically an unknown, which I didn't realize he would have been considered virtually unknown in 2018. But is that true, Prep? He wasn't, like, that big yet at that time? Well, this was, like, in... May. Towards the beginning of his, like, being the elite run. I think he started, like, late last year. 
And then, you know, they really built them up with that Joey angle. So it, it took time, but this was still in, like, those beginning phases. So, yes. Yeah, I liked the attack by Cody at the beginning. Um, I liked that he was busted open right away. Like, he already had – he got attacked, and he had this other thing to overcome at the beginning. So, yeah, if if, if Paige is not really well-known, is not viewed as a true threat, what are the things you have to do to make this match realistic? And – I thought they did a great job of it. I mean, Kenny Omega is fun to watch. I think he's, like, very – I like his theatricality, like, the way he talks. He doesn't talk like anybody else in wrestling. I don't think a lot of his mannerisms, like, things he does with his hands when he's talking. I don't – he's just, like, very unique to me. I don't don't look at anyone else and and they remind me of Kenny Omega. I don't look at Kenny Omega and think he reminds me of anyone else. Um, So it it was fun. Um, I was very impressed with Kenny's Japanese after the match. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, it probably is not my favorite of the indie inquiries we've done so far, but it is higher on the list, like within the top three, I'm sure. I feel like your favorite's still that first match. It is because that like that hit like so into my wheelhouse of what I like what I really am enjoying lately. <laughs> <laughs> the the comedy and silly aspect of it. So what were your thoughts on it? So this is where I surprise everybody and say, if you've seen one Kenny Omega match, you've seen them all. <laughs> uh, the difference for me is the dance partner. And I love Hangman Page. I'm a huge fan, especially after meeting him at All In. Like he was really cool to us after we bought him a beer. Like he's like Where'd it you wasn't buy Kenny like, a beer or not Kenny a uh, hangman. Hang, okay, I want to say yeah. No, Kenny doesn't drink. He's clean and sober like Pash. <laughs> but um, it's a damn shame. I know you're missing. <laughs> like some some people like you'll buy him a drink and they'll like walk away immediately. But Hangman like stuck around and talked to us for like five minutes before he's like. All right, well, I kind of got to go. It's like, dude, go ahead. <laughs> but um yeah, I thought I thought they meshed really well together and this is a match that I do want to see them come back to. And it was Hangman's first ever main event. Oh, was it really? Yeah, so I thought that was cool. And how good is the V trigger? It's great. Holy hell. <laughs> they look like they hurt. They do. That's what they used to call me in high school. The V trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Your high school oh, nickname man. on the wrestling team? Well, <laughs> girl got around. I, I'm a V trigger. I did. I've had, I've had like a complete 180 on Cody, but anytime he's against Kenny, I hate him. <laughs> Fair. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out about Hangman Page. He has, like, a classic wrestling look, which I like. Like, with the, the long curly hair, the beard, the bandana, and the vest, it's like he has that kind of, like, 80s, like, cowboy look that I just think is kind of timeless in wrestling, and I don't think anybody else really has that look. So I appreciate, like, those details about him. Yeah, and they they said that he was 240, like I get it, he's taller than he looks on TV. There is no way in hell he's two forty. <laughs> he's like two twenty. Oh, I don't know, prep that muscle weight. 
I don't he's think pretty he's tall. Heavy. I don't think he, I don't even think he's that tall. Like he's definitely taller than all of us. But I still think Not that saying he's, much for he's me. probably like two twenty. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I thought it was good. And prep, you're right. See, I wasn't gonna be the uh, the spoiler and rain on the parade and say what you said about Kenny Omega, but I do agree with that sentiment. And I think because I watch so little that I can enjoy when I do watch him because, like I said, he just doesn't he doesn't look like anybody else to me. Um, and the fact that he has something other than the in-ring stuff that I enjoy. Like I yeah. said, I enjoy I enjoy watching him talk because I just think he's got such a different persona <coughs> than anybody else. Um, you guys ready for listener questions? No, wait, don't. You, oh. you, you're moving on too fast, Pash. So, Prep, I hope you don't mind. I took initiative for next week's <laughs> version of the Indian inquiry. Now, this one is a first time ever. P&P in the inquiry <laughs> because I, I, I prep I know you're not here next week but I need you to write in or if you make an impromptu appearance fine but I need your thoughts because me and you have gone back and forth about this woman numerous times and, I, and you Ooh. never like dictated exactly what you don't like or what's overrated about her so next week on the first ever P&P in the inquiry we're going to review Tessa Blanchard versus Taya Valkyrie from Bound to Glo- Bound for from this year's Bound for Glory with an Impact Knockouts Championship. Impact is that a new indie? <laughs> yes, a new indie. <laughs> the new indies. <laughs> yes, just like just like New Japan. Okay, so prove me wrong, Halo. Prove me wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm anxious to see it and anxious to talk about it what next that? week. Uh, Tessa Blanchard and Taya Valkyrie for the Knockouts title. Um, and that's on their YouTube channel, right? I, I, I found it on Daily Motion. I'll send it to you guys. The okay, full match. Cool. Word. Um, what do we have for listener questions? Right. We have a question from Tyrell Miles making a return. Okay, the roadblock. Welcome back. Yes. Right. What makes for a good, if not great, babyface in 2018? In WWE and on the indies. Now, me personally, I would like to go first for the WWE portion. So, the first thing you have to do, you have to be indie prep approved. Meaning Mm. prep has to know who you are when you're wrestling in gyms. (laughs) (laughs) Armories, bingo halls. Yes. Second, you must be on the indies for at least 10 years. You have to have wrestled in every promotion, including PWG, New Japan, <laughs> Ring of Honor, and you must win Bola. <laughs> you must have five six-star matches in one year by Uncle Dave and main event Wrestle Kingdom. Next, you must finish second in the PWI top 100 list so the internet can complain that you're better than Roman Reigns. <laughs> Third, uh, next, go to NXT and main event TakeOver and put on a match and kick out of six finishers so nerds can jerk off and finally then you debut and that's how you become a successful babyface in the wwe in 2018 excellent um so no but so because you that was basically all of my material that i would normally go to i'm gonna say what makes a great babyface in wwe in 2018 being a heel there you go. As soon as you become a heel, you get cheered. So that's going to be my answer for WWE. Prep, what makes a great heel in 2018? 
A great baby face. A great baby face. I'm sorry. Oh, let me think. Come from another company. <laughs> that's that's it. If if you come from like just somebody from Ring of Honor, put them straight on the main roster, and don't give them any any story, just a prominent position, they'll get over. Joseph, what makes a great baby face in WWE in 2018? Uh, a catchphrase or a movement, like the Yes Movement or Rusev Day, something the fans get behind, kind of just pole vaults you into a baby face territory. So you need a hook. You something need a hook to be, to something be very a, hooky. a baby face. Okay. Uh, what else we got, Alo? Uh, we have a question from Raul. Okay. <laughs> Ain't nobody, nobody is calling Aaron Lloyd Bailey. Tell him to stop playing himself. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the whole thing? Yes. <laughs> no, keep going down. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me uh, get the rest of it. A little, a little bit more. All right. Uh, question: Can you tell him to stop playing himself? <laughs> also, if Ek to fly, if Ek and Ayla call each other bestie one more time, I'm going to box him. Ek, I've known you since ninth grade. You've known this guy maybe a year. Maybe. <laughs> Raul won with some great a great promo. <laughs> <laughs> and seems like maybe a shoot. Raul, thank you for writing in. It got a pop out of me. Um, I, I don't know. Do the ladies actually call you Bela? The origin of this story, Raul, I don't even know it. <laughs> I came in and Pash just said it and Prep made it up and it's just stuck ever since. So does he want the origin of the Bela nickname? I want the origin myself. Okay, so when I was at the old office, Prep and I were just hanging out, I don't know, maybe for like 15 minutes, and Prep just looked at me and said, when when Alo gets here, or he said, basically, I think he just said, introduce Alo tonight as we call him Alo and the ladies call him Balo. And I was like, all right, I'm doing it. And... I, like, couldn't wait to do it when you showed up. It took a lot to not, like, be amused beforehand. I just said it. Your reaction was priceless, and, like, the rest is history. It just was, like, a great just throw it out there and see what happens, and everybody thought it was funny. So that, Raul, is where it came from. Thank you for inquiring. Uh, The Raul nickname inquiry. (laughs) Raul... You selfish son of a bitch. <laughs> Listen, you put Eck through a table and won the podcast title, but I have yet to get my rematch. So you, me, in a steel cage. Is this going to happen? At Cage of Death 21. I'm looking forward to it. Next um, is- yeah, Raul, thank you for the uh, the laugh. I appreciated it. What else do we have, Alo? We have a question. Well, this is a personal question for you. Okay. <laughs> are, you ready, answer it too. <laughs> are you ready for the Sixers game on Friday? This is from Russell. Yes, Russell, I am. I'm ready to see uh, 
to see my boy Joel go out there and dominate and hopefully get a bounce-back win after uh, a really rough loss tonight. What's Who do they play? Uh, they play – I don't remember. Uh, How excited can you be if you don't even know who they're playing? I'm just excited to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who they play. I can, fi- I can fi- figure it out for you. Um, Prep, did you say you also want to answer that one? Pacers. Yeah, I'll answer this. Okay. Pacers. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Hell no, I'm not excited. <laughs> I don't give a damn about the Sixers. But you did have I fun did go, on Monday. I, I did have fun at the game. Russ, they play a little, a little, you know, messy. <laughs> I think they're the team's a lot of fun to watch, but their defense is sloppy. They and bad. Uh, I do, I do enjoy Three uh, J McWhite boy. <laughs> He's he's a lot of fun to watch. White boy. One of my favorite texts I've gotten. It's kind of racist. <laughs> and um and JJ Reddick, my favorite college player of all time. So him being in my city is always fun. Um, I'm excited for Friday. Good. I knew you would be. Yeah, I was just really <laughs> excited. I'm sprinklers on on high. I'm really gearing up. I, know, I can tell. Yeah, I, it's palpable. In it this is. Room. It is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> just go off. <laughs> uh, next question. All right, we got a question from the Godfather, Joe Lafferty. Okay. All right. While I hate Corbin, I believe that he and I believe he had a very good match with Seth. Question: Who is someone that you hate and then hate to admit where he or she has a good match? Brock Lesnar. And, Oh, sorry. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. And my and my runner up is triple. I hated that I enjoyed that Mania mix match with Angle, <laughs> which is a match of the year contender too, Joe. Yeah, it was great. Oh, oh. that was a great match. Uh, yeah, for me, it's Brock because I hate him more than I hate anyone else. I'm tired. I'm more tired of him than than I am of anyone else. But there have been a couple matches here and there in the last couple years that have actually been good. And I hate to ever admit it, but that so that's my answer. Joseph, anyone you hate enough that you hate when they have a good match? Big Show. Okay. <laughs> Big Show. Nothing, really? nothing personal against Big Show, but like I know the match is probably going to be long, drawn out. We're going to see the same spots. Um, and I know it's going to be a slow match, but every once in a while he surprises me. So, you know, my hate is when he's coming out and he's going to be involved in the match. It's there. Halo? Yeah, I don't really have anybody because, like, I'll give somebody credit where credit is due. But coming up, but I think I'll have an answer for you. And for somebody that's about to come up, and that's Lars Sullivan. I can tell I'm going to hate – I can tell I'm going to hate him (laughs) because he's a Vince guy. And I I wasn't a fan of anything he did in NXT. Wasn't a draw. Nothing intriguing. So I'm going out on a limb and – Going out, you're with predicting going- Lars. Yes, <laughs> I like it. I like looking into the future. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a unique answer. Prep. Yeah. Who is it for you? Uh, I think Alo has a second person too. I I hate Brian Cage, <laughs> but mm. mo- like for the most part, he's entertaining. But I hate him. <laughs> I He's so that. corny too. Oh my corny god! Corny is the best way to put it. Corny he is, so is exactly corny. what he is. Um, corny like he, my turd after a barbecue. Yeah, yeah, that's 
a little more, uh, I didn't want that visual, but yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, any other questions? Yeah. What about you? What? You got another he one? He said Brock. Just Brock. You got another one? Randy Orton. There it is. I've never seen him have a good match. So. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there had to be at least one. Pash. That's a lie, Pash. No, you're right. But I didn't want to talk about Randy anymore tonight. All right. So. All right. Champ, go to hell home or pay old pay-per-view price for a terrible network special. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Watch Raw Live with no remote, no snacks, or sex, and no phone. <laughs> no sex? Okay. Okay. He's having sex during Raw. David <laughs> Arquette. Okay. Or Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson. <laughs> so, unfortunately for a laugh, he did not know I was going to make the turn on David Arquette leading up to this show. Um, but the, the Mike Tyson-Buster Douglas one is excellent. All right, so it is champ, go the hell home, or... Pay the price. Or pay the old pay-per-view price for a a bad network special. All right, champ, I'm going to go with David Arquette. I feel like I have to after the kudos I just gave him earlier in the show. Uh, Go the hell home. You know what? I'm going to say go the hell home watching Raw with no remote, no sex, no sex, etc. And paying the old pay-per-view price for a bad network special, I'm going to say Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson because it like ruined a chunk of my childhood when that happened. And I can never get that back. You know, the invincibility that I thought was Mike Tyson was taken away. And it rattled me for a few months after that. So, Champ David Arquette, uh, go the hell home, watching Raw with no other entertainment, and uh, paying the old pay-per-view price, Buster Douglas defeating Mike Tyson, one of the most devastating moments of my youth. No remote would be the tough part with that Raw one. It would be very tough. I don't know if I could do it. Uh, all right, are you ready for Stump Alo? With seven, yes. 7%, 7% battery. Yeah, I'm at 7% battery life. Uh, all right. Who wrestled 3MB at the 2012 TLC Spectacular? Oh, um, damn. <laughs> oh, uh, Los Matadores. Uh, no. That's not right? Mm-mm. It wasn't, uh, El Torito and, and Los Matadores? It was not. At 2012? Mm-hmm. Huh. What's going on in 2012? <laughs> I love that you're just like, oh. <laughs> no, because I know El Torito and uh, Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle was with 3MB for a little bit, and they had a TLC match on a, on a pre-show, I believe. It was called WLC. <laughs> um, Which was such a good match. It was good. It really was. Uh, um, Boris Clay? No. You're just guessing now. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> Accurate. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, you got to build a card for for that whole pay per view, and you can figure it out. Yeah, no, I'm trying to 2012. Uh, Granted, I wasn't watching, but this is maybe the most random hodgepodge I've seen so far in one of these questions. Yeah, okay, 2012. So that was uh, Team Hell No and Ride Back against the Shield. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm putting a battery on tap. <laughs> I don't know that you would have been able to deduce this. Okay. Alberto Del Rio. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It was Del Rio, The Miz, and Kofi Kingston? No, you got... You got The Miz. You got one... Well, The Miz you got right. The other one is not Kofi Kingston. Uh, well, what's Del Rio, The Miz, and, uh, god damn. It wasn't him either. It wasn't Rey Mysterio, was it? No. You're, like, way off base. It came to me. It was, like, some dumb team. Mm-hmm. It is a dumb team. And it is somebody that you would not expect. So, Alberto Del Rio, The Miz, and... This is this is past left field. You gotta look out into the parking lot. For- <laughs> yeah, I'll tap. The Brooklyn Brawler. Oh God! <laughs> that was like a Stephen A. reaction right there. <laughs> uh, laugh wins this week. Uh, that that was a tough one. As soon as I saw that, I was like, I'll give him a lot of credit if he knows that. Because it does it get more random than that? I don't think it does. Uh, any last words from anyone before we close this out? Nope. nope. Nothing. All right. So I guess we will now go into the closing. Uh, LeBron James, throne is still waiting. Uh, Joel Embiid. May, I'll see you on Friday night. If you want to, you can trust the process with the Matt Madness crew. Um, anything, any uh, merch you want to plug, Alo? Yes. Uh, Christmas is around the corner. Nothing nothing will get a better reaction than some Matt Madness gear from whatamaneuver.net. That is a great point. I feel like if there's anyone in your life that you just can't think of that perfect gift for, Matt Madness hoodie, Matt Madness t-shirt, Matt Madness onesie. Matt Madness Christmas ornament. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The Matt Madness Christmas ornament. Buy that for your favorite loved one. They will have a good Christmas. Um, I guess that's it for Mr. Sexy Punta Cana. Then now forever see Kane Joe Rottermill. Sexing up your airwaves. Um, what was the new nickname again? All Systems Joe. All Systems Joe. Joe Rottermill. <laughs> For Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepagina, and for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. And we Aaron did Lloyd, decipher the big origin of that. The origin story, which was unknown previously. I am Ron Pashery Jr. I forgot that earlier. And we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. 
tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the basement, man. It ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.